2: Hello everyone. Welcome to Survival Jobs, a podcast. We are a part of the Broadway Podcast Network family and the Broadway World family. My name is Samantha Dawn Tutsalo, and this is my beautiful co-host Jason A. Coombs. Hi Jason.
3: Hey Samantha Dawn Tutsalo.
2: It's been such a while. I haven't chatted with you. We've both been busy. We've both been all over the place. What's going on? What's your temperature check?
3: Well, my temperature check is my dog is going crazy outside right now, distracting me. I'm like, Ziggy, as we all know, Ziggy at this point, our fellow faithful listeners know Ziggy, Ziggy boy, he's going crazy outside. So I apologize if you you hear him um, whimpering and murmuring and being crazy. Um, But my temperature check in general is I'm feeling good. We had a really good weekend weekend. Here in Bridgeport. We had Greater Bridgeport Pride. um, That was this past weekend, July 29th and 30th, which was fantastic. It was such a great turnout with a lot of wonderful, wonderful people in attendance, a huge celebration of, of life and joy and pride and amplifying voices and community. So all the stress of the past few months was... Worth it. Worth it, yeah, for the most part, yes. Isn't
2: that nice? <laughs> well, congratulations. Like I always say to you, you really blow my mind with how much you do and how you do it with grace and, uh, and kill it all. So shout out to you, my guy.
3: Thank you. Yeah, I also got to see this wonderful, wonderful musical called A Musical About Star Wars or Why Star Wars is the Greatest Thing to Ever Happen in the History of the Galaxy – much much better than star trek it's what it was called it's a off-broadway musical and i had wow such a blast samantha
2: i'm so bummed that i missed it um what did, did you have a good time and by the way are you like familiar with star wars did you know what you were going in in there expecting or was it like just a big shock and surprise all around
3: Well, I've seen, I've seen the movies. I'm not like a, you know, a huge fan of, of Star Wars. Like I'm not like one of the diehard fans, but I do know it. I feel like if you're like a film person, you have an appreciation for Star Wars. Right. So, um, you know, I went in there with with knowledge of, of Star Wars, of the prequels and the original trilogy. Uh, but if you're not, that's like the really good thing about this show is like it plays to kind of both. Like if you're a fan Or if you're not a fan, if you're just like a theater lover, there's so many jokes and so much like, like, like a little like little little tidbits you're gonna get right if you're just a theater lover because like, about. It's about this girl, it's about this trio, right? They're making a Star Wars musical adaptation. And one of the girls is not a big Star Wars fan. And the other two are like Star Wars nerds. And they're basically explaining to her through music, through song, through dance, why Star Wars is the best. So there's a lot of musical theater jokes. And it's a great night at the theater. I think people would have a good time no matter that if you're a Star so Wars fan.
2: fun.
3: Yeah, you laugh your ass off. Like I was literally ah. dying. There's, like, uh, I don't want to give any spoilers, but there's, like, a little little uh, parody, a little Hamilton parody in there that was so funny, Samantha. I was crying. Yeah, and, like, the set design and the actors. I just want to shout out the actors really quick. Uh, and I don't want to ruin their names, so I apologize to them if they're listening. Taylor Crusor, Maggie McDowell, Stone Mountain, and then The Understudy. Uh, who was obviously not performing, but I got to meet him after. Such a nice guy, Dylan Hartwell. They all like did such a great job. And you can see, like, they're so passionate about this, right? And it's like Aww. it's nice to see that that energy, right? That good energy. You go to a show, and you feel the energy from the sixth row, and just like you feel like you're part of something really, really special. So I had a really good time. Shout I out love to Tom and, yeah, Tom and Michael Dangora for inviting us and and yeah. for producing. Writing's so such a really amazing show.
2: I'm so sorry I missed it. When is it play to?
3: Oh, I think it's open-ended. It's in um a rotation, right? A repertory, repertoire, uh, repertory with another show. So oh, it's the... so yeah, everyone, go go see it, get your tickets. We'll put a link in our show notes to support yeah. the Broadway Theater.
2: How fun! And it sounds like such a fun night at the theater as well.
3: It is eighty minutes, no intermission. You're gonna laugh your ass off the whole time. <laughs> boom. boom,
2: boom. So the day before you went and saw that show, we were at Broadway Con. Is that true?
3: That is true. Wow. How fun was that?
2: How fun was Broadway Con? Shout out to Broadway Podcast Network for coming in to our panel and capturing our audio. Uh, we would have been a part of their lineup if I, um, did my job and submitted on time, but I didn't. So shout out (laughs) to them for coming and taking care of us anyway, Jason also shout out to you for really setting that up and getting us in there and coming up with the whole panel and really doing all that paperwork. Cause I have to tell you, I had (laughs) such a blast. Our, our panelists were so amazing and iconic and had such amazing stories to share And so that's what we're releasing today. Everyone's going to be able to listen to our panel. It was called The Journey to Your Broadway Debut. Everybody we spoke to made their Broadway debut this season.
3: Love that so much.
2: So we spoke to Ashley D. Kelly, who is one of the storytellers in Shucked.
3: Yes, narrator for life.
2: (laughs) We love her. Jake Pedersen. Who uh, is Frankie Epps in Parade until Sunday, y'all? Mm. Run and Gotta see it go. until Sunday the sixth, mm-hmm. and then Maria Bilbao, who is Joanna and Sweeney Todd. And we were lucky enough to see all of those shows and see everyone, you know, kill it in their Broadway debut.
3: Yeah, and, and we had just an amazing audience too. There, like, we were a little nervous that you know we didn't know like people were going to show up, and there were people there, and they were so engaged, and they like stood after and took pictures with the wonderful actors and took pictures with us and we we're like what and mm-hmm. <laughs> such a great great fun weekend at BroadwayCon. Shout out to it Alan was- again for holding it down on the audio for us.
2: Totally and and yeah. it's just so sometimes I feel like I get a little jaded in like the Broadway community of like the privilege to be around it all the time and see the shows and be around actors and interview the actors. So to see, you know, folks traveling in from Australia and Oklahoma and right. Florida, to just be, you know, in the in the buzz of it just for a weekend and be so happy to be there was so beautiful.
3: Love that. Love broadway con Love Jake and Maria and Ashley. They're so awesome.
2: Love They're you. Like our new
3: besties. Oh love you you we love
2: broadway (laughs)
3: all right y'all enjoy Enjoy
2: the panel
3: sweet there's so much happening on here
2: hi everyone thanks for coming to this uh, super fun panel
3: yes welcome to broadway con literally how fun (laughs) is this everybody's first panel of the day right so we gotta start off like high energy. So. <laughs> Thanks for bearing with us. I'm gonna give it over to Sam. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Are Continue. Are
2: ready, Ellen, to kick Oh, yeah, yeah. oh we're always <laughs> ready. Well, hello, everyone. Like Jason said, welcome to Broadway Con. My name is Samantha Tutsalo. This is Jason A. Coombs. We're co-hosts of Survival Jobs, a podcast. You can find us on Broadway World, on Broadway Podcast Network, which we love so much. Um, And we're so excited. We're gonna chat with three actors today who have all made their Broadway debuts this season. Right, Jay? we are, yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay, so first up, this this panelist made his Broadway debut in the Tony Award-winning Best Revival of a Musical parade. Let's give it up for Jay Pedersen!
2: Yeah.
3: Right here, yeah. All right. Next up we have making her Broadway debut in the corniest but most fun musical <laughs> of the season probably. Is Ashley D. Kelly in
2: SHUT! Yeah!
3: <laughs> yes, welcome, welcome. And last but not least, From the bloodiest musical of the season, Sweeney Todd, is Maria Bilbao. Come on in, Maria. Thank you for coming. Awesome. We are so pumped.
2: We're pumped. So we're so excited. First of all, you guys, I don't want to brag, but we definitely have the coolest panelists. We were just like (laughs) kicking, having the best time. Let's jump right in. We're so excited to talk to you guys. So my first question is... Do you remember where you were when you got the call that you were going to be making your Broadway debut? Can you tell us about the moment? Ashley, please kick it off.
1: <laughs> your first Yay, girl. of course. Um, OK, so I think I was actually at the airport. Lit. Oh. Um. Yeah, I had just filmed a pilot. So, no, yeah. Um, I did. I filmed a pilot, and I was on my way back to New York. And I got a phone call from my manager right before boarding saying, hey, Shucked wants you. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, really? Like, for real? And by then, it was just a reading that was leading to Broadway. So I still didn't actually know that I was going with it until I did the reading. Mm. But um, that was the first call I got about Shucked. Nice.
2: Gig to gig. Gig Gig to gig. Gig to gig. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Maria? Um, Yeah.
4: This is, like, etched in my memory for the rest of my life. Um, I was doing a... Like, this holiday little show in Sonoma, California, um, last November, and it was, like, our day off, and my manager texted me something along the lines of, like, Sweeney has notes for you. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, notes? And he calls Aww. me, and he's like, well, you booked Joanna. And I was like, I just, I just remember falling on my knees. Ooh and it just being an insane moment in my life. Um, So yeah, I was in this random house in Sonoma, California.
2: (laughs) Wow, you guys are all like, yeah, you guys are all like traveling, finding the news. Jake, which I literally almost just, just Frankie, I almost
0: just called you.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, I was uh, finishing my run with the National Tour of Wicked, and we were in uh, D.C. at the moment. And I was living with my best friend, and uh, we had gone in for a couple things because our time was running out there, so we were on the audition grind, right? And so she had just gotten the call the week prior that she booked Back to the Future, and we were, like, celebrating. I was like, oh, my God, what a magic experience to be here. And I videotaped her whole experience. Um, And so then... I went in for uh, the call back for Frankie Epps and Parade, and I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen. And then the next Monday, um, I got a phone call in the morning from my agent, and it was like real early, so like we were sharing this uh, this place, and she heard me on the phone, be like, "What?" and she came out and she started videotaping <laughs> me. I was like fully in my underwear because I was asleep. <laughs> so the video will never see the light of day, but um, it was a special moment, and like I was just you know in tears, and it was cool to like experience that with like my best friend and like in Aww. the same place as her, and so that's like we say that's like a special place. If anyone wants to make their Broadway debut, stay there, you know. Well, I yeah, g- yeah
1: just
2: travel anywhere because the three of you right. were like. <laughs> (laughs) Not in New York, so maybe that's what I need to do, noted. So a follow-up to that is now we know where you were. Can you tell us a little bit about the actual audition process? Was it like crazy, tedious, stressful, fun?
1: So I... (laughs) (laughs) So my audition process was like really quick and kind of crazy. It was the night before leaving (laughs) for the pilot, and I was super tired and... I had gotten it like two days before, and I was like, what is this? I it's, a, it's a story about porn. <laughs> and then like I started reading it a little bit, and I was just like, oh, this is kind of funny. Eh, you know, why not? So it was late at night. I think it was like 11 p.m. I was in my garage, and I was like, let's just do it. Um, Mm -hmm. There were six sides, which is a lot, in a song. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm so tired. I'm just going to have so much fun with it. Because there was really no information about this character. (laughs) Like, there was nothing. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to be myself. And I did it, and I was insane and crazy and weird, like I am. (laughs) And I sent it off, and a week later, they were like, yeah, we like you. And I was like, oh, Finally, my weirdness paid off. <laughs> yes. I love that. My weirdness paid off. Yeah. <laughs> Maria? So be um, weird,
3: everybody. Weird. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> be weird and yourself.
4: Her um, Yeah, my process was really fast and wild and really fun and cool. Um, I, so I had sent in my self tape for her for the show. I think it was like the Wednesday or the Tuesday before the week of Thanksgiving. So like, I had, you know, I I paid for my flight back home already. I was already set to be with my family on Thanksgiving. So I sent in my self-tape on Wednesday. My manager calls me on Thursday and is like, they want to see you on Friday for a movement call, and then next Monday or Tuesday, and or for singing. And I was like, okay, great. I have to change my flight. I was like talking to my mom, like, what do I do? She's like, you can't miss that. You have to stay there. It's okay. If you're here for one day, I was like, okay, cool. So I do my movement call on Friday and that was like the most amazing movement call I've ever had in my entire life. Stephen Hoggett is the absolute best. Shout out. Um, out Shout out. Just incredible. And I left that room just, being so happy and like not really caring what happens, just loving the experience. Um, and then I went to go sing on Tuesday, um, right before Thanksgiving. I was in the room for like 30 minutes, and I remember like when I got the when I got the self tape going back. I got a plunk track plunk track for "Kiss Me," and I was like, "How am I going to learn this? This is like the fastest song ever with all of the words." And I wasn't too familiar with all of Sweeney Todd at this point, point. Um, and so I went in and I was like, I don't know what the hell is going to happen, but I'm just going to be weird and yes. do my thing, and is. that's going to be enough. And yeah, I was in there for a while, came out of that FaceTime my mom like that was so awesome, <laughs> that was so cool, I had such a great time, and then flew home, and then the week prior, I mean after I, I booked it, and it was just yes. it uh, all happened so fast. Mm-hmm.
2: Jake, I hope you say that you are weird, because you're really going to mess up the pattern if you don't.
0: Yes, well, I mean, I am weird, but I, feel like, <laughs> I don't know. So it was, like, also a fast process. And so, like, January, beginning of January, I got, like, the, the tape. I was like, yeah, they want to see you for this. So I sent the two, like, sides and songs for Frankie and... Mm. You, know, you send it to the ether and you're like, well, I'll see what happens, you know? <laughs> and so uh, then they were like, great, we're gonna send you right to final callbacks. And uh, at that time, yes. I was in DC, like I was saying, and so I was like, oh gosh, I don't wanna like call out of the show. And uh, DC has the Acela train, so like it goes real fast. <laughs> um, so I took a 4 a.m. train. Um, and I, my audition was Friday the thirteenth of January. So it's is like a crazy day, right? And yeah. I was like, I don't know how this is, what this is gonna mean. So I went, um, and I got there really early. Um, and my like call was at 11 so i had some time uh but then you know it's a small little world we live in and so there's a bunch of people that i knew who were in the room i was like oh you know what i'm not getting this because this person's here that was like all right well i'm gonna have fun you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so it was like a callback from the movies though so i was like warming up and it was at a different place i've never been to and i had my stuff ready and they called me up to the room and most of the creative team was there, and then some people who couldn't join in person were on Zoom, and so they had me sing Picture Show and part of Funeral Sequence, which are the two songs that I kind of sing in the show, and it was just cuts of the song, and then like a side. Um, and I was like, all right, well that was fun. And part of the audition was also bringing a monologue or um, a funny story in a southern accent. And I was like, I'm doing the story. Yeah, like, story. That <laughs> yeah, so I told a story about my twin brother. I have a twin brother and we were very different and how he broke his thumb. And it was like just a funny story. And I was like, all right, we'll see what happens. And. Uh, then they started testing my range. I was like, "All right, maybe it's going somewhere." And they said, "Thank you so much." I said, "All right, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> and so and then I left. Uh, but then I was out. The, I was out the door on the street with my bags, like had my raincoat on, and I. The like, uh, the person running the room ran down the street and was like, "Jake." come back, they want you to do more. I was like, what is happening? Yes! I, you know, just, so I ran back, caused the whole scene, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. And so <laughs> they, like, started, made, they made me sing the whole uh, funeral sequence, so I sight read that music. And then we, like, Check. chatted more about things, and it's was like, oh, this is, and we were, like, vibing. And so it was, like, a beautiful room to be in, which was, like, I don't know, that's not always the case. Sometimes it's kind of like stressful and sterile and this one felt like mm-hmm. we were like actually like playing and vibing, which was really nice. And then the next Monday I got that call and it was just truly, I call it a unicorn experience in my life, so, yeah. Oh,
2: Lit, I getting love chased that. down the street yes. to be on yes. Broadway. <laughs> like, I know. Right? It's like a, this
3: is literally like a movie scene. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was picturing it while you were telling me. It was me. wild.
2: <laughs> play storyteller.
3: Yeah. Watch out, Ashley. Hey!
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, Jason.
3: <laughs> yeah. OK, so our, our podcast is Survival Jobs, right? So we're kind of working backwards from your Broadway debut. So before you booked these shows, did you have a memorable survival job while you were you know, hustling, auditioning? And I'll start with Jake, and we'll go all the way
0: down. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, so I graduated in the pandemonium uh, oh. at Penn, and I graduated from Penn State in 2021. Yeah. Um, and while that was happening i needed to like have a survival job there and like also when i moved to the city and I worked a few places. I worked at Target. Okay, where's right. your shirt? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wanted to be Jake from Target. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, but so I worked there, I did two things. I was a cashier, but then what they also call inbound, if anyone knows what that means. I didn't, and I said, sure, why not? I will never do it again, it's not for me. But some people who can do it are strong, and I like power to What it. is it? It is um, getting the boxes off of the truck. Nope. Oh. At four nope. in the morning. Ooh. Ooh, a
2: lot of four yes. in the morning with yes. you. Yes.
0: <laughs> my lucky time <laughs> a of the lot. Day. But that was like the wildest one I did. But then I also worked a, a fast food job at, a, in Pennsylvania. But when I got to the city, I worked at Row House. And I was like the front desk of the Row House, uh, which is a fitness studio in yes. Williamsburg. And they have a few around the city. But it was great. They worked with my schedule. And I also kind of subbed for my friend's theater class. But, you know, just kind of did everything I could.
3: Yes, so, hustle in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that.
4: Yeah. Um, I did a lot of crazy survival jobs. Um, I started after, so I went to AMDA for college, and after I graduated, I stayed around in the city, and my first job was at The Loft in Times Square. Um, I quickly quit that job, I think like two weeks in, because it was insane, Um, and I was just like, "I I don't think I can do retail. Um, it's the then, worst. It's just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you have to yeah. clothes so particularly, and it's just like I can't do this. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I was a hostess at two really renowned restaurants down in Soho. Was fun. Um, and then after that, I worked at Olive Garden in Harlem for a while.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yes, I and made the So many
4: breadsticks. <laughs> the breadsticks. I, I got sad. so sick of them. I was a struggling actor, and I was like, I'll take as many as I the can. The family meal. Yes. <laughs> you know, we'll take yeah. that never ending meal um, And then after Olive Garden, I started doing. Princess parties in New Jersey. Yes. Oh
3: my God! Um,
4: and while I was doing princess parties, I started doing wedding singing upstate. And then while I was doing wedding singing, <laughs> I was bartending at a little bar, like a three-minute walk away from my home. Um, so yeah, I was I've done so many survival jobs, you but it hustling. all led me to here. So I'm, Hustle. you know, I'm grateful for each saying. experience. Um, yeah.
1: Love that. So, um I'm actually from New York. I grew up in Long Island. Mm. And so Oh oh, okay. Oh Long Island in the house. Um, (laughs) So like you know, I I was privileged enough to have Nassau. Oh Oh. Nassau. Ooh. it's all right. We still like Suffolk. It's okay. I just got stressed. I'm like, what does it okay. mean? We understand. You know what's going on. Okay. Um, so, you know, I had the privilege of having a place to stay and um, when I was struggling. So I always lived where the work was. And so I didn't necessarily have, like, a lot of survival jobs. But I turned all of my little survival gigs into... Uh, some kind of creative moment. So uh, I went to school, I went to Temple University in Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. and I started working with Philadelphia Young Playwrights, which is a program where you have high school and middle school students who write their own plays or musicals, and they have professional actors come in to either be a teaching artist, to help them learn how to write, or to be one of their actors in their plays, which is Mm -hmm. really, really cool. And so I did that for a very long time. Um, And then I did a summer stock in New Hampshire and fell in love with the community and found my best friend there and we started a theater company. And we started a theater company for the other artists like us who, you know, sometimes we're in between gigs and we don't have anything. And so we're like, well, let's make a theater a uh, community here where we teach the kids that are in the community, where we do cabarets, where we like do random things and that was kind of like my survival job. Fun. Um, yeah, so I, I, I wanted to be creative in whatever, whatever struggle I was going through. You know? I love yeah. that. What's the theater company called? It was called Patrick Dora Productions. Is it
2: still kicking? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, not, yeah, not a full capacity. Not a full capacity, but yeah. you know, um after the pandemic and all of that. Um, right. They're still doing some programming today. So well, I'm congrats. Very proud. that's yeah. really awesome. Thank
2: you. Okay, now we're gonna transition. I wanna talk to everyone a little bit about your individual shows and how and your process and all of that. So Jake, I wanna start with you. I am a huge parade fan. I told she you is. before I've seen yes. it five times. <laughs> I hyperventilate cry. Every time, like I know what's going to happen, My you shoulder know, was
3: soaking wet. Yeah. Yeah, we it was wet. Like, <laughs>
2: Jason and I were like in the second row and I was like, this is too oh, much yes. for me. Um, but, you know, your character, it's really deep and not a happy no. thing you have to talk about and, and do. And it's a really sensitive topic. So I want to know how you ground yourself and do that for eight shows a week and still like give it your all and not take it home.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, is it definitely a process. And I feel like I learn something new every week and it changes and evolves and things like that. But um, I was lucky to be surrounded by a lot of artists that um, respect each other and respect the room and the material all together. And that is what I'm truly grateful for because it is a heavy piece and it is very complex and it's tough, right? And so in the room, the rehearsal room, we were given a lot of tools that were meant to help us. Like we talked about... Um, in rolling and de-rolling, which is our process of, like, basically putting on the character and taking it off and leaving it at the feeder and, mm. like, not taking it home with you and what that looks like for each specific actor. Um, and for me, um, I listen to certain music on my train ride to work to mm-hmm. get me in a certain headspace and then talk to my friends, you know, and then afterwards I listen to a different music or talk to a friend on the way home and, like completely leave it at the theater because it is a lot, but I didn't really know what it would feel like until we were in full process. So like the first couple weeks of the show, I did come home with like a headache from crying on stage that much because I've never gotten to do that. As an actor, I've always kind of wanted to like have that role that is very, very emotional and evokes all these emotions and, and makes you like wear your heart on your sleeve and I've gotten that beautiful opportunity here but what does that look like, Coach, a week? And like, to feel that physically is a whole different beast. Um, but again, because of the people, and specifically Michael Arden, um, mm-hmm. he is the reason that the show is the way it is and can run the way it is. In the room, um, there's a lot of heavy material, but one of them is the flag that is waved, um, Mm -hmm. which is heavy and complex. And so in order to evoke emotion uh, that looks genuine and authentic with the flag that no one really feels right waving, um, we used pride flags in the room, and that was Mm -hmm. his idea. And uh, we also changed vocabulary of certain props and things in order to be sensitive to everyone's past and... History that we are not aware of. And so things like that I really appreciate and um, are the reason the show is as powerful as it is because we took care of each other and continue to today. Yeah.
2: Love
0: that. Love that. Go see
2: parade people. Yes, come see us.
0: (laughs) Two more weeks. It's crazy.
2: Oh my gosh. That was quick. Yeah.
3: Samantha, you have like 16 more times to cry.
2: Yeah. Don't take it away. I hate when shows say must end. And I ask my producer friends, I'm like, why do we have to say must? Like, what if we can extend? And they're like, we (laughs) can't. It must end.
3: (laughs) So I have the next one. Ashley, you are a vital part of moving Shucked Along, Mm -hmm. keeping the audience engaged and literally telling the story. Did you feel like an extra la- layer of like responsibility or like, Ooh. was it, I don't know, like you're, you're literally telling me like the story can't go on without you and your scene partner. Yeah. Like, so how was that?
1: Uh, it is a lot of responsibility actually. Yeah. Um, because, you know, me and Gray Henson who plays storyteller number two, yes. we are kind of like the liaison between the audience and the characters you see on stage. And sometimes we do slip into other characters, but our main job is to connect with the audience. And so, we have to know exactly what's happening next mm. at every moment of the show. Mm. So we, we can't really go up on lines and we can't really you know miss a step or anything because we are the, the people who are actually moving it along. If we don't get it right, then we mess up everybody else. And so yeah. there's that heavy responsibility, but also we have a responsibility to make sure that the audience is having a good time and that they understand what's going on, um, which is cool because in that, in that light, we get to check in all the time with the audience. And the audience is different every single yeah. night. So whatever energy they give us, we throw right back at them. Yes. You know? So it's like this, y'all are our scene partners. And so it's it's different. It's like doing improv literally every single show. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's the cool part of it. But it, it, it is a big responsibility that yeah. I'm very Honored and blessed to have
3: you. Do it so well. I was just and, Graham, say,
1: and you're so good. Yeah. So <laughs> that there's I, that also. Right, and I was like,
3: I feel like she's talking to me. Yeah. I was like, I her. know,
1: I am, yeah. I am. Like we're right
3: here. I know. And get a lot of people are just like,
1: oh, like that's yes, you.
2: Hi, yeah. doing good? Right. I'm like, she agreed to the panel because she remembered that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. she's like that big hair guy. I'm like, oh, yeah. It straight up smells like corn in that theater. Well, we have a lot of corn. We got a lot it of does, corn, right? But it it's a really Good, good
1: corn smell,
3: right? And then oh I was
2: like, "Is this real or am I just like really in the, like in, the in the
1: play Disney with them? Like World, I don't we're know." Into the audience. No. We asked so. John
3: Bellman that. He was like, "No," but I'm like, "I think he it is." He did say no. Yeah.
1: Listen. So we're confused. If anyone
2: can find out and let us know the truth, it would really be appreciated. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, Maria. Sondheim. Like that's all I really want to say to you is like you're making your Broadway debut in a Sondheim show. You said before, like in the in the callback it was so wordy. So I guess my question is just like what has it been like making your Broadway debut, which you've probably dreamed about your whole life, in yeah. like the king of musical theater.
4: It's honestly it's so surreal. People ask me that all the time, and I'm honestly like, my mind is just blown. Yeah, I don't even know what to say because it's just such an honor and such a blessing. It feels so special um, to be telling the story and to be singing his music Mm. um, and to be honoring just like his spirit and his artistry. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's it's truly incredible. I've I've loved Sondheim for such a long time, Um, and I remember, I don't know, being like, Twelve, thirteen years old, watching a pro shot of Into the Woods, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just like sobbing, like, "Wow, this is this is what musical theater can be like. This is just incredible." So yeah, being able to step into this role and step into the world of Sondheim has just been
2: magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. Love <laughs> <All of> Sondheim. <laughs>
1: it's amazing. <laughs> just really awesome.
3: So I want to take a little bit of a turn. Okay. Has there been this is for everybody, has there been a time when it was like the most difficult for you and you were thinking of am I is it so I keep going? Because I know like, you know, most of us are probably actors in here and we probably have those thoughts. But obviously y'all didn't stop. But was there a time when you felt like you might? Or a difficult
2: time that
0: was like hard to get through? Everyone's big sigh. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone yeah.
2: like in unison a sigh.
0: Um I think I've been very lucky with the timing of things and like the way that I'm kind of riding this wave and stuff, but mm. going to school in the pandemic really like oh, yeah. forced you to be like, okay, is this going to be worth it? Like, am I going to invest in this? Cause a lot of people were like, I think I'm going to do a different major. I think I'm going to go somewhere that's more stable or mm. whatever that may mean to them. Yeah. And so um, that was kind of like the moment like, all right, I'm going to double down here. And so, yes, I did have that moment of like, okay, there is nothing happening right now and this Mm -hmm. worldwide pandemic can just shut us down completely how scary is that you know um but in a way it also was a beautiful thing because it made my love for it grow even more and like my passion to learn and grow with i really focused on dancing in that time and i wanted to take more dance classes because that was the only thing that was also happening in person safely and Mm -hmm. um but there was a lot of those moments especially for me and my peers where we would have conversations about like what does the world look like next? And like, am I gonna go to New York City? Because yeah. also that changed. Like all of a sudden self-tapes became the way of mm. auditioning. So you didn't have to go to New York at that time. And yeah. So I definitely, you know, feel felt that then. And I have peers that we talk about that still today. And I feel like that those moments will be in your life all the time. And it's okay to feel those things. And mm maybe in down the road, uh, New York city won't be for me right now. It is, you know, but Mm. I feel like that's life and that's Mm -hmm. the beauty of things where like you can grow as you go. Yeah. Yeah. Snaps Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. grow as you go. (laughs) I love that. (laughs)
1: Um,
4: yeah, there definitely during the pandemic. Um, I, I was doing a regional production of on your feet in Georgia when the pandemic hit and I decided to go home to Miami, Florida for a couple of months to wait things out. Um, And during that time, there was never a part of me that was like, I can't do this anymore. This is, you know, there's nothing happening. I have to find something new for me. Because in my heart of hearts, I've always known that storytelling is what I love to do and what I think I know to do best in my life. Um, But it was just like grappling with the uncertainty of things and like having, I don't know, sometimes your family can you know, fill you with these thoughts of, you know, you never know. It could be two years until Broadway comes back or theater starts again. You should start going to school you sh- or for something else. And I did. I, I started taking online classes with the new school um, to get my BFA because I just gone to a conservatory. So I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. And that was a lovely thing to do to fill up my time and fill up my spirit. Um... But then I moved back to New York in August of 2020 after spending a couple of months with my fam. And Mm. it was so odd being in New York at that time. (laughs) It was so empty Um, and there was really no auditions happening. I think I had like two self tapes in the pandemic for like showcases and stuff. Um, So it was a lot of filling up my time with things that are creative that, would just like fill my soul so that I wasn't in this headspace of when am I going to create again? Yeah. Is this ever going to happen again? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then I got, I got really lucky after the pandemic and I started working, um, pretty quickly, which was just amazing. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. But it's definitely hard at times. It's yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah um, I think mine is very similar mm-hmm. to yours. Um, I was uh, doing the Play That Goes Wrong on tour, and I remember I was in Delaware, March 2020, and we were about to have our opening night in Delaware, and President Biden was actually coming to the show um, when everything got shut down. And so uh, I was sent back home here to New York, and there was this level of, ooh, what's gonna happen? This is a really scary time. I don't think I ever had the thought of like, I can't do this anymore, I'm not doing this. It was just a matter of, okay, I need to pivot because Theater is not happening right now. What else can I do? Mm. Um, and so I did creative things, too, during the, the <laughs> pandemic and just trying to keep everything going. I worked on music. I worked on writing. I made silly social media content. Um, <laughs> were, you, were you baking bread? <laughs> that are still. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I was, I was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. No, I ain't going to do
3: that. Why uh, was that a thing?
1: It was a huge thing, yeah. huge. Um, <laughs> so then. Um, I pivoted, like I said, so I started to do a lot more TV and film things. And so I was very blessed and lucky to be involved with a lot of television shows during the pandemic, after the pandemic and all that. And so that's where my um, theater training went to. Mm. Um, And I didn't feel like I was cheating on theater. I was just like, well, I'm using what I knew from theater training. Um, So I was doing a lot of that. And I was doing a lot of Zoom, readings of new works and new plays um which is one of my favorite things to do i love to be in like the developmental stage of a, of a show mm. um and that kind of helped me process the fact that you know in in-person theater wasn't happening at the moment and so um yeah i just made sure that i stayed creative because i knew that theater was it theater was yeah. my one and only true love so yeah i love that yeah.
3: well let's flip it and reverse it yeah. <laughs> Right? Let's uh, talk about a favorite moment you look forward to in the show every <laughs> every week. Oh. Uh, yeah, we got to do something positive after yeah. getting yeah. deep.
4: That's so fun. Yeah. Um, I have two favorite moments, if that's all right. Yes, please. Um, My first favorite moment is during Kiss Me. In between part one and part two, there's a song, Ladies and Their Sensitivities. And me and my Anthony, whether that be Daniel Yearwood or Jordan Fisher, Mm -hmm. or one of our amazing understudies, wonder studies, uh, (laughs) We we have this beautiful moment where we get to Mm de-roll during the show and then enroll back into the show. So we like have this moment where we just check in as people Mm. and just talk about our day and talk about how life is, talk about what we're gonna be doing on our days off if it's a Sunday Um, and then we get back into it right before Kiss Me Part 2 happens and I really love that moment. It's so special to me Um, and then my second favorite moment is so silly but (laughs) for going into Joanna Part 2, I have to like climb this very tall crane (gasps) to the top floor and there's you know, there's lots of lights on this stage and I would be seen. But I was given this cloak. I was given a cloak. Just like, cloak? Cool? Cool? Yes. And I look wow. like the Grim Reaper. And I just like literally am crouching like a gremlin onto the stage. Oh my god. And taking it off as I get up there and putting it back on and scurrying off like a little animal. And I just think it is so funny to me, that I'm in an invisibility cloak on a Broadway stage. I would nice. have never thought that that would, you know, that. be my truth in life. Um, <laughs> but it's just fantastic. Yeah,
0: it's oh, the
4: magic the of theater. The magic oh, of
2: God. theater. Yes. We're,
1: we're always right here, on Sam. the same. <laughs> Maybe
3: far away, but I we're know, still. I know, but we got it. We got it.
2: <laughs>
0: um, do you want to take it?
1: <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs>
2: yeah. She's like go first,
1: go first, go first. I'm still thinking. Really
0: oh, okay. <laughs> oh no. Um I think um I honestly like Part of the vision that Michael Arden has had for the show is we're on stage for the majority of the show whether we're in the scene or not. So we're in the Mm. scene and we're like giving our energy, but we're sitting there and we're not moving. So that's hard sometimes, but uh, it's also really cool because then you get to watch your fellow actors do their thing. And like it's like a master class every day. But my favorite moment is I um, am in the back on stage right on the top of act two so you can barely see me so i can literally just like watch and like make faces <laughs> and react with the audience but i think michaela diamond is a star and she uh-huh. is and she continues to rise and it's amazing but she sings yeah. do it alone leo mm-hmm. on the top uh, towards the beginning of act two and just watching her every day is really something i look forward to and it's like really special to just be able to authentically react because I actually have a lampshade that is right here in front of my face. <laughs> so like the audience cannot see me but I'm like just starstruck. It's her, your own so. invisibility cloak. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's okay.
2: Ashley you better not mess up the invisibility <laughs> well, cloak. I didn't have one. I don't
0: have one in the show. Um,
1: so this is really weird. I have four but they're really quick. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> One, number one is the very top of show. You've seen the show haven't you? Because I'm looking at your Shuck t-shirt. Yes! yes. Right? So you know. The very top of Show with me and Greg, we get to come out and see the audience for the first time, and there's just a wall of energy that just hits us, and it's, uh, it's go time. Then, my second would be getting to watch Andrew Duran sing Somebody Will as mm-hmm. Bo, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're all on stage, and mm-hmm. we're just watching, and I get to be like myself, basically, as a storyteller, so I'm literally just like, oh, this man can sing! <laughs> <laughs> and I have listened to this man sing for, like, since, mm, a, for over a year now, and I'm like, Every Still, time. every time this man hits, every time. Um, third is also watching Alex Newell. Mm-hmm. Like I get to watch this on stage every single show, yes. and that moment is just like I can't how, how, how. Um, Seriously, Alex, you know, like oh, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my last moment is the very end of the show, which I can't tell you what it is. Yeah. You gotta come see it. But you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love
2: those. Those are really good ones, you guys. I need an invisibility cloak. Can I speak? I need an invisibility cloak. That could be like a good warm-up. Add, add it to your pre-show. I'm telling you. You'll kill it. Okay, so like Jason said before, we have a podcast called Survival Jobs. This, po- this panel is talking about our journeys to our Broadway debuts, and by our, I mean yours.
3: Yeah, (laughs) this is our Broadway con debut.
1: Yeah, (laughs) this is our Broadway con debuts. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much, thank you so much. So we were wondering if you guys had any advice for anybody who's here today, or anybody who may listen to this um, panel later on, who may feel stuck in their survival jobs, and are trying to get out and pursue a career in the arts, and they just feel like they're hitting the wall of serving, or babysitting, or whatever that job may be. What is your advice to them?
1: I would say keep going. Mm -hmm. No matter what, keep going. Um, You really have to love theater to your core to do this um, because it is very hard, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also very rewarding. And so you have to have the spirit in you um, to continue in whatever way you can. Um, Yeah, I would just say keep going, Mm -hmm. keep going.
4: Yeah, you took the word right out of my mouth, keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, If you love it, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, So just, yeah. Keep putting yourself out there and create your yeah. own stuff mm. um and just like have fun and record music do whatever you want um but yeah keep going and believe in yourself mm. because you're enough mm-hmm.
0: yes. ditto all of that and also success looks different mm. in every way and yes. like sure like broadway debut is amazing and also a goal of mine but like if that never happened i still would have been successful exactly. in exactly. my own right exactly. and so just know that as well yeah yeah, yeah.
2: I love that. I'm just answering the question, even though I asked it, just because this came into my head while you guys were sharing. Somebody once told me, sometimes all you have to do is ask. Mm. And that's how we, you know, have created what we've created. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to add that in. I answered the my own (laughs) question. Sometimes you guys just have to ask.
3: And be
1: weird. And be weird. (laughs) Lean into yourself. I love that. Lean into yourself. Yeah. Because nobody like you, you know, that's right. Yeah. Cool. Just you. Just
3: you. So we're going to play a really fun game after this next question. I'm not sure if we, okay. we told Jake, but we, I'm not Ashley Oh Ashley yeah. We didn't, we didn't tell him what the game was. We just said What's there was a game, game at the end. Okay. Okay. But before that, the, I have the final question, right? <laughs> and that is, Ashley, I saw a few weeks ago this beautiful video you posted about your theater world experience. Oh. I was like crying. You said, no, I'm crying. I was like crying along with you. <laughs> um, but you talked about how someone in your life introduced you to the book and yeah. to the musical Ragtime. Yeah. So would you mind just sharing someone who's been a cheerleader for you that you want to give honor to, someone from your community, someone in your family who's really been there? Because I think it's important to honor the people who are like- Well, for sure. Who push you, right? And, sure. and are there for you, so.
1: For sure. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to say the same person. Um, he was my uh, high school drama, dance, and English teacher because <laughs> yes, you know- You gotta do everything. Okay, <laughs> you gotta do everything. He's also a professional actor now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, introduced me to the book Ragtime by E.L. Doctorow. I think it was my junior year of high school and I fell in love with the story. I thought it was incredible. Um, I loved the way I read it and it was just amazing. And I had no idea that it was a Broadway musical at the time. And so I remember after school one day, he sat me down in his office and he was like, I want to show you something. I was like, okay, cool. He pulls up a video of the opening number, I think it was a Tony performance, of Ragtime the musical and I was just like, (laughs)
0: <laughs> what is this and I need to do this, this is what I want. And like
1: it was that moment I was just like, like that's that's what theater can be? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I wanna do this. And so from there I graduated and he gave me, he bought me the actual, um, cast album. Yes, two a, discs. Yeah, the two-disc one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I two. Back then, you know, <laughs> so, you know I, it's been a while since I've graduated high school. You know. I look young. Um, <laughs> so he bought me that, and I was just like, oh my god, this is incredible. And then, not kidding you, my first show at Temple University was Ragtime Musical. And I was like, whoa, wait, wait, this is happening. Mm -hmm. Cut two years later, I'm singing at this uh, event, and Lynn Ahrens is right in front of me, who she's a lyricist for Ragtime Musical. And I was like, holy crap, Okay, this is cool. And I met her, and I think I cried at her. (laughs) I probably scared her, but it's fine. Um, But she was so sweet, gave me a hug, and I told her my whole life story. It's fine, We're, we're friends now. And then the Theater World Awards, which I knew that they were honoring Brian Stokes Mitchell, who played Colhouse Walker Jr. And so I was already like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And I was like the second to last person out of like the 12 people being honored that night. And I was just like, why am I so late in this program? And so you know, Miles Frost, he introduced me, I say my speech, and I literally say exactly what I'm saying now. Um, and then I, I go off stage, and there's Audra McDonald standing right there, and I'm like, I didn't know you was going to be here. I didn't know. And like that. And then I like literally leaned over. I was like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And she was so sweet. She gave me a hug and she touched my arm. I was like, oh my God, you touched my arm. Oh my God. Um, And I got to, you know, uh, take pictures with them. And they were so lovely. And it was just a full circle moment that I knew I was exactly where I needed to be at the right moment. And that theater was what I was supposed to do, because it led me to that moment. Oh, so, yeah. Yes. pretty cool. Wow, that's so beautiful. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And your teacher,
3: what's your teacher's name?
1: Oh, Mr. Edward Murray.
3: Yes, Shout Mr. out. To Shout out
1: to Mr. Edward Murray. You
3: planted that seed. I love yes. that so much. It's such a beautiful story. Planted that seed. Yeah. 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 Maria, do you want to go?
4: Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I think the person who's been most influential in my life and in this crazy career beautiful career that I've chosen has been my grandmother um she I think I did she put me in my first show in like a summer camp when I was seven and that kind of like changed my life in a lot of ways and she was always my my cheerleader she was always there for me she was the one who drove me to every one of my classes every one of my shows um and she's still like my biggest supporter now, yes. um, and she's come to see Sweeney like three or four times, like flying up from Miami. So yeah, she's just been yeah the most influential person in my life.
3: For
0: Love this. that. Mm-hmm. Last but not least. Yes, um, <laughs> I. I think my family has been a huge part of it, like my mom and dad for sure um I, they like let me start when they have helped me, but the person I' definitely have to shout out is Christy Jeter, who is um the head, and she's the studio owner, and runs the studio called Jeter's Backyard Theater, which is a community theater back home in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, and she kind of like took me under her wing when I um, I did Les Mis in high school. Like I was Gavroche at, at sixth grade. I was in the high school show, and that was Broadway to me. Ooh, yes. Like, yes. Um, yes! You know, yes, yeah. yeah. yeah, so I was like, I've made it, right? <laughs> and so I had no training at that time. I don't know who I fooled, but I was on the high school stage, right? <laughs> and uh, after that, this woman just reached out to my family and was like, hey, I think Jake is, has got something special, which I was like, that's weird. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so she started just giving me voice lessons just for free and it was like wild. I was like, what wow. is this world of things? So she kind of just took me under her wing and I started studying at her studio for years and became like a camp counselor of her. So I became student to like counselor to like mm. now like kind of artist that shows up so often. And so she's come to the show as well. And. Christy Jeter, Jeter's Backyard Theater. She is like the reason I really dove in and like held my hand through it all at the beginning. Oh my gosh. Wow, gosh.
2: that's nice. Yes. You guys all have like wonderful stories to share. Thank you no. for joining us on this panel. I know everybody here is probably like so happy. You guys are amazing, mm-hmm. great storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful to, you know, take the journey with you on how you are where you are now. So yeah. thank you. Can yes. we have a hand for
0: panelists? Yeah. Okay. So nice game. There's oh, a quick little, a little
3: quick little game that we're going to play. Everyone it has be. a yeah, everyone has a little buzzer <laughs> in front of you. Okay. Okay, and our game is Let me just flip my page. Just give me one second.
2: Don't let Jake see the answers. Oh yeah, Jake
3: can't look at the answers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no cheating.
3: Jeez, Jake. Okay. So this is Broadway debut trivia. Oh gosh. <laughs>
0: I'm done.
2: Yet.
3: Yeah. What? So, <laughs> I applaud. So she's like chugging her one. Um, so, some are multiple choice, okay. some are true or false. Okay. So, um, yeah, we have five questions and a bonus. So, can you all just press your button so we can hear who is who?
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I love these buzzers. It's like my favorite part of any interview we do with them.
3: So we might need y'all to be judges if we can't hear who who, hits their buzzer first. Uh, first.
2: Can we get it one more time just so I know?
3: Oh, yeah.
2: Okay. Boom.
3: All right. So I have the first question. This is multiple choice. This pop star made her Broadway debut in Jason Robert Brown's 13 The Musical. Ooh see i don't know who that was jake or maria
2: i think it was maria
3: oh, oh. i'll
0: give it to you it's
4: um okay. i'm gonna say ariana grande yeah yes. wow so we she didn't even need the, the multiple,
0: multiple choice, choice. Yes. Yes. oh my god yeah we were ready we were ready i <laughs> we <were ready>. get <laughs> we the writer That's about 13 years ago <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. I guess I'm dead. Are we keeping score?
2: Oh, Jake, keep, you're keeping I'll keep score. Scores? Yeah, yeah. There's no prize. <laughs> well,
3: There's a, a prize. What's we'll oh, okay. at the end? So okay. The usual Everybody's
2: prize. gonna get that prize. Okay, number two. Okay. Viola Davis. Love Viola Davis. Queen. Made her Broadway debut in which of the following August Wilson plays? Okay. A. Fences. B. The Piano Lesson. C. Seven Guitars. D, radio golf. Ashley. Is it D, radio golf? It is not. Dang. Oh.
4: Not. Can we do? Yeah.
2: Maria. Fences. It is oh, not. All right.
4: There we go. Jake.
1: Piano it is no. not. Seven guitars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Horrible. It was Horrible. seven guitars. Seven guitars. Well, well,
2: she made sorry. her Broadway debut. Yeah, I sorry. don't yeah. know if she won a Tony. Well. Maybe. She's an Can't e- remember God, what so. I read.
1: So what do we do? <laughs> Nobody gets a point. No gets a point. No, sorry. We tried really hard. Yeah. You really did. I mean yeah. we were right <laughs> down the line. Yeah. I was so confident. <laughs> really, You really Strong and wrong. wrong. Your yeah, hand was ready yeah. before the I multiple know. choice even came.
3: Okay. This is true or false.
1: Okay.
3: <laughs> Natalie Portman made her Broadway debut at the age of 16 in The Diary of Anne Frank. True or false? You better
2: hit that buzzer, see? Oh, Maria. Oh, that was really
3: hard. <laughs> um,
4: true. True. true.
3: True. I yes.
1: knew it too! Wow. You <laughs> wow. <laughs> did it, I did it.
3: The you Diary of Anne Frank happy. opened at the Music Thank Box you. Theater on December 4th, 1997. Wow.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Wow, Maria, you're really taking lead. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. work. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, next. <laughs> True or false? Sarah Jessica Parker, SJP, same <laughs> initials as our podcast, just want to point out, <laughs> made her Broadway debut at age 12 in the original production of Annie. <laughs> it's
0: a 50-50 chance. I know. Yes. Shake. True.
2: I'm so sorry.
1: False. Hey guys,
2: <laughs> good congratulations, Ashley. You have a point in the game. I
1: want to share this with Jake though.
2: Sorry, you can't. You.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: it's all good. It's yours.
2: False. Her Broadway debut was at the age of 11 in the revival of The Innocents, which I don't, which I don't know even know what, know what that is. I, I read that. that yesterday. I said, "What is that?" I don't know. That Anyone? I don't know that.
3: Anyone? Okay.
2: Sounds spooky. <laughs>
3: This last question. I gotta get this one. Before the bonus. This American Idol alum made her Broadway debut, and this is also multiple choice, as Celine, in the color purple. Oh, shoot. Oh.
1: It
2: was Ashley, I think. I think it was Ashley. It was, it was Ashley. It, was Ashley.
1: it, was Ashley. it was Ashley. Uh, Wait, wait. I should have waited. I should have waited. Broadway debut in the color purple as Celie. Yeah. America. Oh, Fantasia. Yes. I was like, wait. Yeah. Was all, it wasn't it, Fantasia Burino. Yes. Burino. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah.
3: Fantasia Burino. Gosh.
2: Okay, and for the big bonus, which so we're five Jake, points. Yeah, so Jake, Jake, you got in. it. You really guys, could so redeem on, yourself. Come on, Jake! Come <laughs> on, on,
3: Jake! We're for big five. So. Oh,
2: <laughs> Betty Who will make her Broadway debut in what current running Broadway show? Yes, Jake. Hades
0: Town. Right. Oh, I won. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I really want to say everyone did a really good job. Yes. I don't
0: know what that is. But male I do want to Jake say Jason <laughs> what Jason that
3: male privilege coming at the very end to get five points. I don't know. Just kidding. Congratulations. Congratulations.
2: everybody. Yes. All three of you win a prize of getting invited to the season three premiere party of Survival Jobs, a podcast. We're in season two for, like, 900 years, so who knows when that will be. <laughs> we'll be Thank there. You, yeah, can't wait. With goes on. Yeah, risotto Thank balls. you guys so much. Yeah, with three photo balls. Thank fun. you. So <laughs> you want to just let everyone know your social media so everyone can follow you, if they already
1: do not, that will be awesome. Sure. Um, at Ashley D. Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y.
4: On Instagram and Twitter and all the all the above. Yeah. Um, I am at the Maria Bilbao I don't know if it's A before the O. Oh no! No, it's right. No, wrong. no, it happens. It happens.
3: <laughs> I emailed them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I said Bel I believe in our promo. <laughs> Sorry.
3: It's our first time.
0: So <laughs> and mine is at jake.ped for the Instagram and the TikTok. And
2: Yay. Yes. And follow us at Survival Jobs a podcast on Instagram and Twitter, on Facebook. I'm sorry. That's wrong. <laughs> follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Survival Jobs Pod and on Facebook at Survival Jobs a podcast. We chat with a lot of amazing Broadway actors, producers, etc. Check us out. Thank you guys so much for coming. Uh,
3: we have cards up here. You Thank,
2: you, Thank, you. Thank you. Amazing Broadway viewers. Happy Broadway con! Woo!
3: That's Broadway Con! And Alan, thanks
2: Alan! Yes. Thank you to Alan to Broadway Podcast Network! Woo! BPN, <laughs> follow BPN, Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs>